When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Inner Growth fam. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for another guest episode. I'm here with my friend, Kayla Rose. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, I feel so grateful that I get to come on again and also in real life because in real life is just so much better. It just feels yeah. so much more in alignment We're in your beautiful place, your beautiful studio. We've got this cute disco ball giving us the best vibes and I'm just really excited. It feels like we've met before, but this is our first time meeting in real yeah. life. But it's yeah, it's so like easy. we met and we just like jumped right in. Yeah, it's not like oh yeah, like I just like that it's so easy with you. I feel like it's also because we're so similar. Our energy levels are like they match. They match up. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So welcome back. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. <laughs> the podcast fam loved the first episode, so I'm excited for round two. Yeah. So yeah. remind us of your big three, which is tattooed in your arm, which I love. <laughs> oh, which like is always so funny because I'm like, I don't know if I needed my big three tattooed on me, but <laughs> at the time it made me feel so deeply understood. So that's why I did it. Yeah. But okay, so we got the Scorpio rising. So we got that magnetic witchy energy and then we got the Aries which you so deeply understand we got the fire we got the flames and then I have my Gemini moon which I feel like is so fitting because I'm a podcaster yeah (laughs) yeah I love like how similar our charts are I always geek out about it because we have the Aries but we also have the Scorpio and Gemini because I have it in my Venus and Mars and we just get each other it just makes so much sense and like I I love being around people who also challenge me and who are are different than me I think that's also beautiful but I think my closest friendships with people have always been those who were just very similar <laughs> yeah or similar at least in like some meaningful way yeah 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 and just the energy wise and I feel like you bring the energy like it's not like something I have to pull out of you like do you yeah. feel like sometimes with people you're like okay you're gonna give me a little yeah. bit of something something or... yeah, exactly yeah. so I feel exactly. like you just give it like I don't yeah. even have to like ask for it you just already have like the fire too so yeah, no, I love, I love our astrology. I love that. Sinistry. I know. I, know. I love sinistry. the sinistry. It's so good. <laughs> and on today's episode, I kind of wanted to dive into the topic of motivation. Like mm. how do you find motivation within yourself instead of seeking it outside of yourself? And then also just kind of like when you're feeling really stuck and when you're feeling really unmotivated, how do you get out of that place? Because mm. we were having a conversation before like recording and hopping in and we kind of dove into all of that and Mm -hmm. so I want to hear about your story and your inner growth of 2023 and how it's activated those themes. So the themes have definitely been activated about internal versus external motivation. I feel like so many people can relate to this because we are taught to be motivated by the external when we grow up. We're in school especially, right? Like we're taught to get the awards, to get the grades, to get the scholarships, to get into the really good school. And that's like the entire point. Like even in things that I loved, like musical theater, it's like the the external goal was always like, oh, well, I want to get the lead. Like I want to be the star. Mm-hmm. Like Or in dance, it's like I want to get the special part. Like I want to see these external sources of validation to tell me that like I'm smart enough, I'm talented enough, I'm good enough. And I think that was a big theme as so many people face, like, you know, so deeply, like we yeah, face like this smiling theme. smiling over here. Yeah. It's because you're like, so I, hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I get you. And it's like, 
this theme is so present when people dive into their mental health and spiritual journey because so many of us have been anchored into that feeling of not feeling good enough. And I feel like I've been on this journey for like four to five years now and I've really dug deep and done so much work, so much inner growth, (laughs) so much inner growth and inner work. And I feel like because I've healed that part of myself that thought I had to be motivated by the external, I needed the success, I needed the accolades, I needed it to look good on paper or good to other people. I wanted to be perceived as cool enough, smart enough, successful enough, beautiful enough to other people that when I began to heal that part of myself, I kind of realized like, oh shit, I don't know how to develop like actual internal motivation. And what does that even look like? I feel like we're not taught internal motivation because for so long we've been taught to be motivated by everything external. So it's like I healed that part of myself. And then this whole year I've been like, I don't want to work. I don't have motivation. I've like built this beautiful podcast, this beautiful platform thing. And I poured so much into it. And it's like, not like I'm giving up, but I've just been doing the bare minimum. I'm not like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like coasting, coasting. Yes. Yeah. I've been coasting majorly. And as an entrepreneur and somebody who works for myself, you like, I need to find a way to develop that internal motivation. And I think after living and being motivated by adrenaline and cortisol your entire life, after you heal that part of you, it can feel really confusing. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. wait, do I just not want to do it? It's almost like your body's readjusting like after you get off birth control or something, sure. you know? It's like my hormones are readjusting because it's not being motivated. It's like your ego is ide- like your ego's freaking out. Yeah, your it's subconscious like- mind is kind of like what now? And I feel like for me this really activated in like two major stages of my life and my mm-hmm. journey for me one of the first times that I noticed this was when I read the book A New Earth. Have you read that book okay. before? Have you read The Power of Now? I have. So Wait, it's also so- by Eckhart Tolle. But okay, it's okay. Like, I don't know if it's the follow-up book or whatever, but it's okay. also by him and it's all about the ego. It's like mm. only about the ego. And I remember okay. when I read that, I was like, oh my God, everything I do is motivated by my ego. Like, yeah. Why do I – The ego's like, running everything the Everything I've done, like the reason I got into Penn, the reason I got mm. the jobs that I got, the reason I got A's, like mm. I wanted to be seen a certain way and like I wanted to receive the validation and – I realized all of that when I read this book and I was like, what the fuck? Like that's when I really also started realizing that I was like, do I really want to go into the job that I'm going to post-college? Is it what's really aligned for me? What if I just did content creation full time? And I was like having all these thoughts and I knew that like the path I was on was a path I was on because I was being guided by wanting the validation and Mm. wanting other people to see me as smart and wanting other people to be proud of me. And after I started kind of questioning that a little bit, I freaked out for sure. Yeah. And then this year also, I went through a similar experience, but more so in the point of being like, I'm not inspired to create. I don't know what to share. I don't know what to do. And just July was like sad girl hours for me in the beginning of August. So collective also. So collective. Like, it was sad girl summer. I was like yeah. supposed to be on my hot girl summer shit. And it was sad girl summer. I was like, where's my inspiration? Where's my creativity? And like, I feel so much mo- most like myself when I'm in those spaces. So to not be in those spaces, I'm like, who even am I? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So how did like the internal motivation 
awareness kind of like first appear and yeah do can you recall like the moment or yes. like the moment in this year yes okay I'll- basically we were in Oahu it was me and my partner and we had just been going through a little bit of a rough time and he had a lot going on there we were there for one month but I didn't have anything going on there and as you know <laughs> when we have nothing going on it's like that's when all those like emotions and insecurities are gonna bubble up mm-hmm. so I was just feeling so unmotivated so uninspired you know like sad girl summer like we were talking about and I watched this interview and it was with Billie Eilish and Phineas And I love them. Like, Mm -hmm. I just love Phineas. I think he's one of the most amazing songwriters ever of our generation. And Billie Eilish is definitely, like, one of my favorite singers ever. And I was watching this interview and they were talking about the song that they made for the Barbie movie, the What Was That Made For? Oh, my God, that song. Oh, that song. It makes me cry almost every time. It just hits my soul. Same. It's literally pure art. And I was in love with that song. So I was like, I'm going to watch this interview where they talk about like the making of the song. And basically what happened is they were saying they hadn't felt like called to write anything for four to five months before. Like these are like the best singer and songwriter of our generation in my eyes. Like there's so many good artists, of course, Mm -hmm. but like they are incredible. And they said they couldn't write anything for four to five months. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And they were like saying in this interview that they felt like they had lost it. Like they lost their talent. They lost their ability. They they felt like they had no inspiration and that it was never going to return again, right? This very mm-hmm. like all or nothing moment. And then Greta, the, the maker of the Barbie movie, invited them in to watch some scenes. And she was like, you know what? Like if you feel inspired to write, like I'd love to have you on the album, but no pressure. Like it was – that's like how the song was created. She was like, come watch some scenes. If you feel inspired, write something. So they were explaining this in the interview that they went in. And then that night they went back home and they were just like playing around. They were like, should we try to write a Barbie song? Just joking kind of, not really thinking anything of it. And they ended up writing What Was I Made For, which is like – that's like one of my favorite songs. The, which that song literally re-inspired me during this time. Like when I felt, yeah, it's just so amazing because everyone can relate to it. And they were like, oh, we still got it. And it was like some one of those moments after, imagine like four to five months. Like I feel like I have creative droughts for like maybe two months max, but I can't imagine like a four to five month creative drought and how deterring and debilitating that would feel as an artist because I think the issue underlying like maybe not necessarily a solution but the issue is like when you're so identified with a role like I'm a singer songwriter I am an artist if you don't have inspiration you're like who am I what was I made for it's like that exact feeling Mm -hmm. I just got goosebumps it's like that exact feeling of like what is my purpose like if I can't continue with this identity that I've had for so long no it's so true with creating content it's like when I'm uninspired or I feel like I don't have any ideas, it's like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. What's my career now? <laughs> like, yeah, who am I if I don't feel inspired? Also, I feel like I identify so deeply as an entrepreneur because before content creation, like I own my own photography business. Like I've never worked for anybody else. Like I literally dropped out of school because I knew I was studying business and I didn't want to work for anybody. I wanted to work for myself. And so I feel like I identify so deeply as an entrepreneur. So when I'm not feeling inspired for my creativity and my business and what I'm doing, it's, yeah, it's that, like, who am I? And obviously it's good to learn how to navigate around those identities that you create for yourself. And I think those moments are very beautiful where you realize who am I 
who am I when no one's in the room and who am I without these identities? I feel like that's very important. But as a creative, I also feel like it's literally in our bones and in our blood to keep creating and to not create just and to not feel inspired just doesn't feel good. And I want to I want to feel good. Like I know it's not going to happen all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've learned to accept is just being human is we're not going to feel like great or perfect or amazing like all the time. And that's like an amazing thing to like accept and come to terms with. But knowing that I do love to be in a place that lights me up and that I feel passionate and inspired. So basically this video, when this happened, made me realize like, oh my gosh, like it'll return again. Yes. Mm -hmm. And something I come back to that's similar to that is there's this book called Do Less. It was written Mm -hmm. by Kate Northrup. And it's a lot about cycles and cycle syncing and hormones and all that. And kind of how as women – we're not meant to be in this perpetual harvest mode. Like we're not meant to mm. always be ovulating. Like okay, yes. we're not meant to be in summer all the time. And yeah. we have our luteal phase, which is our inner autumn. And we have mm. our winters and we have like our inward seasons, the mm. same way that like society and like the year has a bunch of different like quarters and yeah. it has seasons and has like in the astrological calendar, there's, you know, four different modalities, like the water yeah. signs and the earth signs, like there's a lot of variety in terms of energy that we experience. Mm. But what she talks about is that we're not supposed to be in perpetual harvest. And mm, she kind I of describes that. this like creative process because she talks from an entrepreneurial lens about mm. how there's times when you're like in the seed, like you just had an idea, mm. then you're like bringing it to life, then you deliver it and you share it with the world. And after you do that, like you might not have another idea immediately and you have to stay in that kind of like void Mm, until the the inspiration comes and she kind of mentions how sometimes that inspiration might come soon and sometimes it might be like two years yeah like a long time hopefully not (laughs) i'm like hopefully she's a a writer so i think that's a little different yeah like maybe in a book idea but totally i know that makes sense that's very normal but it's also really freaking hard no it's true we're not supposed to be harvesting all the time and yet when it lights us up to be creating and to be inspired and to be in the process of something like I yeah of course launching and like results are fun but I feel like both of us love the process of what we do and the experience of it so to not be in that experience and being in what you said is perfect the void that's what I literally felt like I was like I'm in the void like I do not know how to move forward I don't have any internal motivation because I've healed this external motivation and I don't I was telling you earlier when we were talking like it's just I don't care as much about – not saying I don't care at all because, of course, there's still a part of me that the pattern comes back. But I don't care as much about, you know, the likes or what things look like from the outside. I just I just really want to feel inspired and joyful in my work. But I didn't know how to make that transition from the external motivation to the internal motivation. Like I just didn't know how to make that transition. So I felt empty and I felt in the void and it felt – very sad. Like it felt very sad. And I, yeah, it's w- really hard. I was at a, like a deep low in July. Like honestly, I was, I was crying like, so much. Oh my God. Nowhere. And I don't know if you resonate with this, but something that was playing a part in my situation, which I've talked about on the podcast a little bit, is that I was isolating myself a lot. Mm, like I was yes. spending a lot of time alone. And in my life, it was a lot because Pedro started his in office job before he was working from home. So I wasn't seeing him all week yeah, or like for that much of the week or the day. And then he would come home so tired and want to just like scroll on his phone, eat mm-hmm. and go to sleep. And then also like one of my best friends moved away. One of my other best friends was traveling for three to four months. Everyone is gone from New York in the weekends in the summer. So I was just like 
so alone. Mm -hmm. And I normally love my alone time, but it kind of, as an extroverted person, I need that. Like I need other people around me. And so that was also contributing to my sadness. Yeah, no, 100%. You hit the nail on the head. Like I was in a new town. I thought I was having like a lover girl summer with my boyfriend, but then he ended up being almost like too busy for me. And it's just like, why was I even there? I kind of had friends there, but I wasn't even a space and place to dedicate to making new friends. Like I wanted to hang out with the people that know me already. Like I feel like to make new friends is like – you know, you're resharing life stories. And I just wasn't in that space where I felt intentional. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the intention to make new friends. So I was being very isolated, very alone, like every single day. And it definitely, it definitely impacted me feeling very, yeah, in a, in a lack of inspiration, which didn't feel good. Um, but the good news, the silver lining there and going back to the Billy Eilish and Phineas <laughs> interview is when I, saw that and I listened to it I was like had this deep knowing that my inspiration would return again and I think that's where we get lost like you got hope again yes exactly I felt hope I was like wow I was like wow it will come again I and it and I just kept every time I got sad about it every time I got in my head about it every time I was like oh I just don't feel good I'm like it'll come again the joy will come again the inspiration will come again I know it. I know it because it's happened before and I tried to remember that's what I do is I like remember times in the past where I've been in that situation and it ended up healing itself or working itself out or where the inspiration or the joy ended up coming back. And I go and I reflect on those times so that I can create proof and evidence for my brain to be like, no, it is going to come back. It came back before. Maybe this time feels a little bit lower, but we'll come back again. Yeah. Yeah. And so what has evolved since then? Like how did you take that knowing and then transmute it into like finding that internal motivation, Mm. finding your spark again. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is I was like working on projects during this time. Like I really started diving into like merch and working on like a line and design and I just hated it (laughs) because I was not inspired. So it was so forced. And I literally like messaged everyone I was working with and I was like, scrap it. I'm just like, I need time. I was just like, I literally need to not talk about this anymore. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Like I literally was talking to so many people. It was all in the process. I was working with artists and a team and so much. And I was like, it's not even about scrapping it. I was just like, I'm just not ready. I don't know what I want. I was just like, I don't feel like I have any direction with this. So I feel like allowing myself the space, first of all, to kind of cancel the things that I was working on and being like, you don't have to force it right now. You don't have to push yourself to feel inspired because inspiration comes naturally. It's a channel. It flows through you. Inspiration is something that literally comes through you. And that's why it comes like at 2 a.m. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't force it. For me, it comes at like 2 a.m. You can't force it. It just does that happen to yeah. you. And yeah. I feel like and sometimes yeah. like when I get inspiration, I usually need to write it down because I'll forget it. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a billion different notes on my notes yeah, app of same. ideas. <laughs> but then I don't always come back for them. Like I just yeah. write them and then I forget about them. But you just gotta I do a notes app like, dive. <laughs> it's really weird when you have to take that step back and you have to mm. say, you know what, I'm putting a pause on this. The pause. And I don't know when I'm gonna return to it mm-hmm. or if I will, but I have to do it. Yeah. And I did that with TikTok. Like mm. I wasn't feeling inspired to create on TikTok. So I deleted the app in the first week of August. Damn. And I still don't have it on my phone. And we're in the first week of October. Like it's been yeah. two months. And I like 
if I want to post something, I'll like download it, post, delete the app. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I'm needing right now. But Of course. It's good to knows? take pauses. Like even if you think oh, – I was like listening to this super interesting concept and oh, by this girl. I forget. Is her name Brooke? She does Arcanium LA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, yeah. Okay, cool. And I was listening to her little like, keys to manifestation and I was like – she was saying – you think that you have to do all these things to get what you want, but actually you don't like, and that's like one of the things like, Oh, I'll be like, Oh, I need to post on TikTok because then people will see my podcast. And, and of course there is that kind of strategy and play and business, but also, you know, one of your old videos that you posted like three months ago might be the one to go viral and you're not even currently on it right now. Like you You've could like have detached. Video- yeah. And you could have videos been going viral and you don't even know because you're not even like on the app and like people are still being pulled to your things and you don't have to do anything to be willing to receive. And wow, I think taking that pause was a big step for me. So I think pause was like the step number one to returning to inspiration. And then of course, like immediately being like, okay, I'm going to let myself feel it. I'm going to check in intuitively. What I always do is I'm like, how many, how, how many days do you need? How many weeks do you need? How many months do you need? How long do you need to be in the sadness, in this pity party? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to let myself be in it. And then that's usually- literally what I like, but then it gets to a point where you're like, I'm tired of my own pity party. Yeah. Like, I literally had a moment where I was in the ocean in Florida with a friend and I was like, I'm tired of myself. Yeah. Then, no. Right before I came back to New York in like the beginning of September. So like totally. after the funk was like really like I was in the feeling, I was mm-hmm. letting myself cry. At one point though, after that you like get totally to the other side yeah and it's important I think that's why I do this little check-in I'm just like how how long do I need and I'll first hear like a number maybe it'll be Mm. like three and I'll be like is that three days three weeks three months three hours you know and usually like it'll be like oh three days and I'll be like okay I'm gonna let myself for three more days be in this pity party victim mindset mode and then after the three days I'm setting the intention to moving of moving forward. And honestly, every single time without fail, I don't even have to intentionally move forward. I just, because I sent the intention three days ago, it's already in the process of clearing out of me and letting myself just feel for that final like three days to get out on the other side. And so I think pausing, letting myself have that downtime, but not getting stuck in it. I'm very good about being like, I'm not going to get stuck in this low, in this victim mindset. And then really, of course, coming back to nurturing myself. Like, of course, what fills me up? I know movement fills me up, meditation, breath work, seeing my friends. I miss my friends so much. Like, sometimes we just need a call from our long distance best friends. Like, especially if you have long distance best friends, you get it. Like, Mm -hmm. they're the people that get you and they're just so far away, but a good hour FaceTime, like, can heal a lot. So I think putting a pause on everything and allowing myself to focus on nurturing myself again, really, and and doing what was fun. Like, I was like, I just want to do what's fun. I want to play. I want to get in the ocean. I want to focus on, you know, getting into flow state and, like, just – Finding that real dopamine again because, I mean, of course, for so long I was taking this cheap dopamine off of the external validation. So it's like when I don't have that anymore or when I'm not dependent on that anymore or when I'm like moving through just not using that for my motivation anymore and not depending on this cortisol and adrenaline and not using this cheap addiction to fake dopamine, like I'm like, okay, well, I need to fill my life with real dopamine. That for was sure, like one of the sure. main things. Yeah. Okay. So, so far we have yes. pause. So like stop mm. trying to push through and do and do and do yes. and like actually stop the things that you're doing that aren't feeling aligned or mm. that are stressing you out because 
even if you get them through the finish line, the energy that you're it's not it. bringing in with them isn't going to be the best. It's not authentic also. Exactly. Then number two is letting yourself feel. Mm-hmm. Just be like, I'm sad. Sad girl hour, sad girl days. <laughs> yes. like Victim whatever. mode for a moment. <laughs> like, but for a moment. Let myself decide how long do I need and then let yourself actually fully feel. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times we block ourselves. Yeah, and that's when we get feeling. stuck. Yeah. And then after that, it's tapping into the real dopamine yes. and figuring out play and mm. what is actually inspiring me. Mm. And I think that's honestly the trickiest one yeah. because at least for me, what happened a lot in my own funk recently was mm. I was in it. I was sad. I was feeling, and I was like in this wedding, like in Brazil, in a really nice beach. Okay. And I would like come back and cry. Mm. And I'm like, nothing Which like from the outside, it looks so good. Sad, Mm-hmm. <laughs> like from the external no one would know but mm. I was really just like sad mm-hmm. and also had to get real with myself and be like okay time and place to be sad like mm. right now you're here have fun yeah like you're around your family you're mm. around loved ones enjoy go to the beach have fun dance and I had to like almost like have an alter ego that I was yeah, like distract. okay I'm just gonna like enjoy this time and and then I, I can come back to my pity party, like yes. in private in another time. But what happened was I knew I needed to pause on the things that weren't flowing. I knew, mm. and I did do that in some ways, for example, of deleting the TikTok app, but I still was putting a lot of mental pressure on myself. I mm. should be doing yeah. X, Y, Z. Oh, I'm not being productive enough. Oh, mm. I'm not doing enough. Yes. So how did that come up for you or did it? Ooh, I definitely, yeah, no, struggle with like feeling like, and I'm putting quotes around this, guys, for people that can't see the video, but like quote unquote laziness. Like I would just like be like, oh, you're so lazy and just like shit talk myself in that way. And I think finding other ways to be productive, like productivity that's not necessarily like the commonplace productivity like that we would see that's going to make you money or give you attention or validation or whatever it is like but I feel like being productive in a way it's like okay well I'm not gonna sit here and I'm completely like sulk and not doing anything because that's not gonna make me feel better like I know myself like everyone's different some people really do need to like sit and cry forever but I need to go and I need to do things that bring me joy and that's what pulls me out of it and then I can gain a greater perspective Mm. to come back to it I was like so seeing play as productivity for you it is play is productive rest is productive and what I realized is when I stepped away from the problems that I was trying to fix like the problem hence being like feeling like lazy or unmotivated or just like feeling tired and just not wanting to do my business and coasting that vibe like those were maybe like the problems the experiences that didn't feel good that I was facing when I step away from them and I live in joy and I live in play and I refuel myself with those forms of inspiration then I can come back and I don't have to solve the problem I just get to receive the channel and receive the download for what I need to do next instead of trying to fix everything. You know, when I step away from it, then I actually get the answers, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. which is like the medicine and the remedy truly is like stepping away and having some fucking fun. (laughs) Like it is the key. It really is the key to reigniting the spark, reigniting the fire, reigniting the inspiration. Like that's exactly what did it for me. Is that the key for internal motivation? 
Or how is internal motivation a little different Mm. from play? Okay, so yeah, external motivation, obviously, like we've defined that as, you know, the validation, the success, the accolades, even. And being like, I want to do this because I want to be like, just an example, the number one podcaster in the US or in this category, or I want to have this many followers, or I want to have this promotion at work. Mm -hmm. That's the external motivation right there. Yeah. And then that being like, I need to get that. Or even like, I want my parents to like be proud of me. Like, that's external motivation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like or, I want people to comment on my post. I want yeah. people to tell me that they're proud of me mm-hmm. or that they like what I'm doing. Exactly. Like those are all these forms of external motivation. So I feel like, yeah, a lot of it's like what even is internal motivation? Do I have completely the answers? No. But what will I say? Mm-hmm. Like what I say will – sorry. <laughs> me just being like I don't have the answer. Sorry, guys. Cut the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're exploring the topic. We're exploring the topic. I definitely don't have all the answers, but I can tell you what worked for me because I can tell you that now, before we get into what the answers were for me personally, I can tell you now that I'm feeling very inspired for the last couple months. And also, for example, the example of the merch that I gave, like everything flooded through me from source. Like what I'm creating right now for it, I am in love with. I'm in love with and the people that I'm working with told me today we were on a call and she was like, I'm so happy that you took your time and you canceled everything. She's like, because this is actually so it. She's like, this is it. And I was like, I feel it too. Like I feel like it's 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 a brand that can stand on its own separate from me and my podcast or my platform. Like it's genuinely just like cool fucking clothes that are like really comfy and really cool. So I feel like everything flooded through me and what I was going to do originally wasn't even close to what I'm doing now. So I will say that what I'm about to get into shows it works because of the results. Like I'm genuinely feeling so much more inspired and I feel like my channel is open again to receive because I really believe that source works with me and I work with source. I don't believe that I necessarily create all the ideas in my head because genuinely sometimes they feel like they just flow through me and I can't think my way into a solution. Like mm-hmm. I can't think my way into fixing the problem. I can't think my way into a solution. As soon as I start thinking I and getting in my time. head. I try to do that all the time. Yeah, of course. Of course. Your brain's just trying to protect you, which also major grace. I love my brain. She's doing the mm-hmm. best. The ego's doing the best that she can. She's just yeah. trying to figure things out. But I'm like, as soon as I take thinking out of the equation – that's when I can channel. That's when I can flow. That's when I can receive downloads. Even when I'm podcasting, like even in the beginning of this, like I was just in my head and I wasn't able to flow. But now that I'm not in my head, like the words are just coming because I'm not thinking. I'm just being, experiencing, channeling. So it really does work. So I think what has done it for me was going back to dance class, was writing music. Oh my gosh, when I was sad girl hour, all I didn't want to work on my business. I didn't want to work on the podcast. I didn't want to do anything, but what I could do was write lyrics and melodies and everything was coming to my mind. And I was just like, wow, like this lights me up. Like this lights me up. And it's something that's only for me that only I will see. It's not for anybody else to see. So I think to have a hobby or passion or inspiration or something that you really love, that's only for you so that you're not even worried about the external, you know, that it's always going to derive this internal motivation, but that internal motivation that you create is going to carry on to your relationships, to your work, to your personal life. Like once you create that inspiration, it floods everywhere. It overflows everywhere. But I think to do something like a hobby or a passion for me, it's 
dance, it's music, it's songwriting, it's like literally just going on a walk on the beach and like praying and like speaking to the universe. Like those are the things that no one will see me do and no one has to see me do. So then I learn how to create that internal motivation for those things truly because I love them. We can derive that internal motivation and it overflows and it floods into all areas of our life. It doesn't just exist in those secret private things that we hold dear to our heart, like music or dance or or art or whatever it is for everyone. And I think it's really important to also like detach from if anyone else is doing it, if you're bad at it, like any labels or judgments Mm. because – a lot of the times, or even if it's very different than like whatever it is that you've been doing, or if it's a hobby that you haven't done in a long time, like mm. it's just following the joy. And I remember yeah. when I was in my deep hole, I did a little like psychic reading on the app Sanctuary. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but they have like astrologers and psych- psychic okay. readers and stuff. I've heard them. And so I did one, it was like a 10 minute reading and she was like, follow your joy, like do what inspires mm. you, what's lighting you up right now. I was literally like nothing. I was like, nothing is exciting to me right now. No, and that's how I felt all summer. I was like, I would cry. And not anymore now. Yeah, yeah. And what did she What did she say? Or what did you, What was your takeaway from that? And I feel it? like for me, actually, what was the, the click mm-hmm. was there was a moment I had gotten back from Brazil. I was in my house in Florida by myself. Mm-hmm. My phone okay. wasn't there. Okay. I was in the pool. I was like soaking up the sun like around 5 p.m., like just laying and I feel like what gets in my way is overstimulation because mm-hmm. then I'm like consuming content, listening to music, da 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 da, and then I'm not actually channeling. Yeah, it's I'm blocking. actually not doing the things that I need to do to hear myself. And so mm-hmm. in that moment, I like talk to myself, mm-hmm. and I realize one, I was alone a lot, which I've emphasized throughout the episode in my mm-hmm. experience, surrounding myself with people and mm-hmm. connection and making yeah. plans with people. So all of those things have really helped me, like. As soon as I got back in New York, I reached out to some creator friends and I was like, let's co-work one day a week together. Mm. And I started making more like dinner plans and lunch plans and like prioritizing more date nights with Pedro and like nourishing my social connections. I think that was really big for me. And in being around people and filling up my cup as an extrovert, that helped me. Maybe for someone who's an introvert, that wouldn't apply as much. Mm -hmm. No, but I relate. That's me too. But I think that was really important. And I recently saw this reel where someone was saying – it was in some podcast. They were saying that like people who socialize or like interact with people for like five to six hours a day Mm. are like some of the healthiest people in the world. Mm. And I think because of the pandemic and like being socially isolated, like this was a thing that wasn't being so nourished for us for so long. Also being an entrepreneur and working for yourself. You're alone a lot. A lot. And so it's naturally isolating. And so I think I was associating with, I need to get a job. I need coworkers. I need to be around people. Mm. And so when I realized that I could do that in other ways, Mm-hmm. that got nourished and then it got clarity and also Pedro and I were just like putting so much pressure on ourselves taking things really seriously being mm-hmm. like should we move what about our money and like every time we would talk it would be about a very serious topic like yeah. money do should we get a dog where are we gonna live mm-hmm. in two years what if we move to Texas like what if we do xyz <laughs> like a million things at once plus planning a wedding and I was like you know what there's too much like yeah. there, I'm having to make too many decisions all at once mm-hmm. let me just focus on like one or let mm. me just eliminate these decisions and yeah. then come back to them when they feel aligned yeah and it's like the same thing with what you said about pausing on the merch it was like 
I need to pause on these decisions. I yes. cannot make these decisions right now and I don't have to. So yeah. I'm just going to put less pressure on myself to make these big life changes because I'm not in alignment with what I need. Exactly. And I think that was a big thing for me too, also in my relationship, like realizing I don't have to make the decision right now. Like I don't have to make my big life choices because that's also I think played a big part for me in the Depresso episode in July and the Sad Girl Summer was like being like, wow, like I feel like I don't know where I belong. I don't know where I should live. I don't know what I should do next. Do I want to be in my relationship with my partner? Do I want to live somewhere else where maybe has more opportunities for my career? Like I was having all these questions, but no answers. And I think that's when we get stuck. And obviously when I'm stuck, like my main source of getting back on track is curiosity. But I think first to step away from it and actually just focus on joy I'm just like, the answers literally will come and they will come in the randomest moments. Like they'll come when I'm literally not Mm -hmm. even thinking about them. When you're not trying to get the answers. When you're not trying to get the answers, that's when the answers come. So might as well live life in a joyful way and just like, I mean, it's so cheesy to be like, focus on the now, but that is like focusing on the now in action is literally being like, you know what? I can't solve this problem right now. I can't think my way out of feeling better. Like you can't think your way out of feeling better. Like, can't, and that's yeah. what most people try to do. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes down to eliminating decision fatigue, tapping mm. into joy, surrounding yourself with connection. Like, and if you're around your friends, like sometimes, yes, you need to vent to them and you need to talk about it and you need maybe hear what they think. But other times, like the most nourishing thing is to not talk about it with yes. anyone and just go and have something that's utterly for fun, like yeah. with your friends, like go to the beach or go try a new restaurant, like talk about your dating life or whatever. Talk about yeah. something else that's going on in your life or a movie you watched or, or something joke else around and talk about nothing. Be silly. Like yeah. that's what gets you out of that energy because mm. if you're in that depresso, sad energy, yeah. you can't get out of it by by talking about what's making you sad yeah like, it helps to feel the feelings and journal but sometimes you also just have to counteract it with like something completely opposite yeah and I think that was really big for me yeah and yeah I think something else that I forgot to mention too was realizing that sometimes when you're feeling really stuck and really sad about certain things mm. And really lost on like, do I want this in my life? The Mm. moment that you think about the scenario where I wouldn't be a part of your life anymore. Mm. Like, okay, what if it just like wasn't a part of my life anymore? Like, what if I went in a completely opposite track? Then you realize, wait, no, I love where I am. Yeah. Or maybe you're like, no, I do need to go. But sometimes you just need to almost like have yourself question be like, yeah, what if I did go on the complete opposite thing? And like, wow, totally shifted paths. I needed that. Then you're like. (laughs) No, I'm actually really grateful for what I have. No, totally. Like You needed that today? Yes, totally. (laughs) And I feel like I realized that recently with my partner. I was like, okay, like, do I want this? And he was also like, do we want this? Like, we've been together for like eight years. So like, that's such a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're always going to be questioning and like, you know, re-meeting new versions of each other. But as soon as I thought about like not having him in my life. Like at all, ever. Like, I was just like. I don't want that. I'm, I want to work through everything with you. Like, I just was like, wow. So I really deeply resonate with that. And also I wanted to touch a little bit on flow state because I feel like that's like a little hack, like, cause we love like the little hacks and mm-hmm. things that you can do to get into this place of like joy, to get into this place of deep presence, almost like a forced presence and yeah. flow state puts you there. Have you watched the movie soul? 
Yes. Okay. So in the movie Soul, like when they go into flow state, when they're like playing violin or playing piano or guitar, dancing or, you know, even crying sometimes, I don't know exactly, but they go into these little bubbles, Mm -hmm. like in an ether and they're almost in this like void when they're in flow state. And that's how I feel like flow state exists, but not in the type of void that we talked about before. It's like a different, different, it's like a, there's no time or space. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Time and space doesn't exist and it's effortless effort. It's like something's challenging and yet you could just do it forever because it's almost like addicting. It's real dopamine. Flow state is that real dopamine hack that we want to get. Of course, like sunshine, cold showers, time with friends, laughter, nature, breath work. These are all also real forms of dopamine. But this flow state is always accessible and when I was doing research around it, I was like, okay, I understand how to get into flow state now because I feel like we do it unintentionally. I can even be in the flow state when I'm like being an entrepreneur and making game plans and like, you know, it's just flowing through me. The business is just like flowing and channeling through me and it's effortless effort. Like it's like, oh, this is- How do you get there though? How do you get there? Okay. The challenge skills balance is what they talk about in science. So the challenge skills balance is you want to stretch yourself, but you don't want to snap. You want it to be just challenging it enough that you are so deeply present that you have to be present. You can't be Mm -hmm. thinking about anywhere else because what you're doing requires concentration. It requires your attention. It requires your mind to focus on something else, honestly, other than your own bullshit, (laughs) for lack of better terms. Focus on something bigger, like harder almost. Yes. The challenge comes in. Yeah. So we have the challenge and then we have some sort of like skill. Like it requires some kind of brain skill, physical skill, mental skills so that it it, it has that level of challenge, but it can't be too challenging that you feel like it's impossible because then you're going to want to give up. So it needs to be like, I want to say something like crocheting or something that you like focus on or like some people like love Sudoku, like, or that's it, right? Sudoku? Sudoku, right? Sudoku, yeah. yeah, I don't play that, so I don't know. I honestly used to love that. I haven't played in so long. I I honestly only do on the plane sometimes Mm -hmm. when I'm like really bored, but, or like for me, it's like a dance combo that is like, very challenging for my body and for my mind, but it like, you know, puts me into that forced flow state because concentration leads us to that flow state. And what happens when we're in flow state is basically, first of all, your left side and the right side of your brain is heavily like activated and they're communicating to each other, just like in bilateral stimulation, it's activating the right side, the left side, the right side, the left side. So your brain is just coming up with such better solutions because Basically, what happens is the analytical side of your brain and the creative side of your brain are working together so you can just come up with the best solutions and the best thoughts possible. So it almost is like you're not thinking, but the solutions are coming to you. What you need to do next, your next step, that's also important, the next step, but we can talk about that in a bit, is coming to you. Um, And then what also happens is you get to a heightened state of, you know, the mental chemicals, the the oxytocin, the adrenaline, the dopamine, it, it, it's coming in in a healthy way and it's very heightened and it feels very good. So when you're in this heightened state of mind, it's like, you know, being an athlete that is almost on like a certain like drug, like your, your body is like very activated or like when you're doing something hard, your body gives you dopamine and adrenaline so you can complete the physical activity. But it's like, this is the same thing, but with your mind, like you are just honestly on like your own steroids, like you're high off your own supply when you're mm-hmm. in flow state, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, like you're creating this inspiration from within you, this fire, this spark within you. And that I feel like translates to 
internal motivation to circle back. I feel like for me, that's what did it for me. And it's going to be different for everyone, but for me, that that's what created that internal motivation. Wow. Yeah. That, that's it. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And I feel like that kind of sums it up in I a science way. That's the science which of it. Which we love. Which I love Okay, the can research. we, like, in our Aries fashion, just, like, yes. summarize everything we talked yes. about into, like, okay. a how to get out of your funk and find your motivation mm. again, like, rule book. Yes, you're so good at anchoring us. Thank you. My little ADHD mind is like, pop, pop, pop. But you do this in all your episodes too. Yes, I love to summarize too. You're right. Thank you. And thank yeah. you for supporting me and listening to me. I also love and your podcast. And I'm also ADHD. So. Yeah, so I'm like, I understand. We I need get to it. summarize. But we love, we love tangents. Okay, what did we talk about? We talked about – the point was you're in a funk. How do you get out of a funk? <laughs> yeah. How do you do it? And you're you're lacking inspiration. Step one, acknowledge the funk. Yes. And also pause. If you need to pause on everything, do that. <laughs> like it's okay. And then know, having that deep hope and that deep knowing that inspiration will return again is also a key point. And also, like I said before, taking it one step one day at a time. That's really big. And then we talked about what was feel next? it right like, oh, feel it check in check how long in, do you need how long do you need in this funk and you might have to adapt it yeah right? maybe you it's might two be weeks like, oh i need two weeks like for example when i first deleted tiktok i was like i'm gonna delete it for a month mm. now it's been two but like yeah. you can adapt totally check in see after what you that mean. month passes or after that timeline passes check in yeah and then start tapping into Joy, joy, play, connection, friendship, friendship, laughter. Oh, that's such medicine right there. Just doing things for fun. Like yes. Adding that back into your life yes. because probably the reason you got into the funk is because you weren't having a lot of fun in the process. So yes. add that back in. And then have also, like a hobby that like creates that challenge skills balance, something that challenges you. Yeah, like and maybe, then I was going to say tap into the science side of things where it's yeah. like think about when you're adding that fun thing, like what would be challenging but also really stimulating for me or yeah. would help me get a skill that I want to get. Like yes. maybe you want to learn how to play like ukulele or whatever. Yes. Like do something like that. Mm. Or for example, I haven't – I grew up doing some dance classes for fun. Mm. I want to add that back in. Yes, and you, ha- like you need to. for the right one Not in Not that you York, have to, so. but you – I need to. Yes. And yeah, it'll be so good for you. And then the last thing I'd say like to close it off is ask yourself if the situation that I'm in, like the things I'm questioning, if they're right for me, if they just completely didn't exist in my life and they were gone Mm. forever or like they were just completely like evaporated, Mm. how would I feel about that? Yeah. You'd probably That might give you like a (laughs) shortcut to some answers and some clarity. No, that's beautiful. I love that summary. Yes. yes okay we love it hey that let's, was so good let's do some rapid fire questions yes i'm ready okay we did the same ones last time so let's see if i you don't answer. i have the worst memory ever, we'll see if so. you answer the same <laughs> so what is a mantra that you've been coming back to recently or quote you like uh, a mantra that i have oh um show me as good as it gets show me as good as it gets baby and also only i can impact my energy I think as somebody yeah. who struggles with codependency, that's something I say to myself if I get caught up in my friends, my family, my boyfriend, and them impacting my energy. I'm just like, only I can impact my energy. Instead of no one else impacts my energy, I turn it to a positive because I think po- when you affirm it in a positive way, it sets into the subconscious better. Okay. Love that. What makes you feel like your higher self? Oh my gosh. Podcasting, speaking, yeah. being on the mic. Also, um, praying recently like in a non-religious way but just speaking to the universe and asking for what I want I think it, I feel super connected I love that so much okay next question okay. 
what books have you been loving this year or that you Mm. just have loved overall that you would recommend? Okay. My recent book that I'm reading is The Mastery of Self. And that's that's one of – it's by the same author as The Four Agreements. And honestly, it's – yeah. Yeah, that one's really good too. The Mastery of Self, it's so good. Like genuinely so good, especially for people that struggle with codependency. How can you own your own energy and not let anyone else impact it? I love that. Last question. If someone didn't hear anything from the whole episode except (laughs) this part, what would you leave them with? Oh my gosh. Beep, beep. That was such a good question. (sighs) Hmm. Tap into your joy. Tap into what puts you in the flow, what puts you in the channel because when you do that, that internal inspiration is derived and you realize you can do things truly because you love doing them and because you love yourself. That's a summary. I love that. Yay. Love that. (laughs) Can you plug yourself and tell everyone who's watching or listening where they can find you, yeah. work with you, follow you, of all course. the things? The most important thing I'm going to say is that we recorded an episode where the queen came on my podcast. So you should go listen to that. That is on Skinny Dipping, the podcast. And I think that would be a great place to go check out just like what I do. I'm at Sunday's KK and at Skinny Dipping Diaries, but I really think go to Skinny Dipping, the podcast, because that's my baby. And that's just like the most me that you'll get. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yay. And our episode's going to be so good. Yes. Go Slay. listen to Skinny Dipping. Check out our podcast together on there. And thank you guys so much for listening. As always, remember to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and hit the plus button on Apple and the bell icon on Spotify to be notified of all the future episodes. I love you guys so much. I love you. Thank I love you. For you. Coming on thank the show. you. <laughs> and don't forget to water yourself and I'll see you next week. Yay. Bye. <laughs> that was Yay. so good. Okay.